According to the National Center for Drug Abuse, over 165 million Americans ages 12 and up are currently abusing drugs or alcohol. Of those 165 million Americans, there is a mom, dad, sister, brother, wife, husband, son, daughter, or grandparent praying and pleading that they would stop. Addiction is a subject most people don't like to talk about and is kept behind closed doors. But the Finding Hope podcast will bring light to the subject and give families that are living in shame, guilt, hopelessness, fear, worry, and anger, tools and education to find strength, peace, happiness, joy, and hope. Hello, I'm Amy LaRue, Finding Hope Coordinator for Hope is Alive Ministries and your host for this Finding Hope podcast. At Hope is Alive, our mission is to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. We do this through our intentional next level sober living homes and faith-based support groups for the loved ones of addicts called Finding Hope. Thank you for joining us today. Before we begin, I want to ask you if you would be willing to donate to help us spread hope in 2024. Our end of the year giving campaign will go towards a book drive and give you the opportunity to provide a Finding Hope book for a new member that walks through the doors of Finding Hope, as well as pave the way for our new meetings in 2024 and help support the ongoing cost of our current meetings. If you have been impacted by the Finding Hope book or by attending a meeting or even by this podcast, I would encourage you to give to our end of the year giving campaign. We'll put a link in the show notes today. But today we have one of our special guests back with us, Miss Darcy Stevens. How are you doing today, Darcy? Doing great. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. I know a lot of our listeners love listening to both of us, and so I'm so grateful that you said yes again. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just going to get, this is a big topic, Mm -hmm. um, and so we're just going to dive right in with the holidays coming up, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, this can be a very hard time for loved ones, very triggering, very, we wonder what's it going to be like, how we're going to make it through, um, you know, maybe how we're going to survive, but let's not just talk about how we're going to survive. Let's flip the word and how we're going to thrive. Mm -hmm. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about how we're going to thrive through the holidays. Yes, I love that whether our loved one's sober or not. Mm-hmm. So you have shared with our listeners in the past that you grew up, your mom was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So take us back to that. What? How do you remember the holidays growing up? They were as normal as possible, um, only because of my grandma. Okay. Um, my grandma made Christmas a big event every year at her house. And I honestly can't remember the gifts that my mom got me if she got me any Mm -hmm. because my grandmother saturated her grandkids with gifts because um, my mom was not the only addict uh, of my grandmother's children. Um, And so my grandma always made sure to take care of us. And she took us to Christmas, um, candlelight service every Mm -hmm. year. She would cook a big dinner. Um, her, her and her daughters, which was my mom and my aunt would have Mm -hmm. matching dresses or sweatshirts that my grandma would make and, um, cook a big dinner. And then we'd open presents together. Um, and so it was as normal as it could be. 
Now, looking back at it, so you remember as you grew up, it was as normal, like, this is normal, grandma's going to take care of us, and you didn't really think anything about it. Right. Looking back at it now, today, um, what what do you see? Like, what do you think, what do you see as you look back at that, that time? I remember mom being, quote unquote, sick, mm. like she'd go to the bathroom and be sick, um, or she wasn't feeling well, or she would go lay down. And I would just think, oh, it's because she's working mm-hmm. um, or she worked until um, we had to be here and all those type of things. Or she's taking care of my brother. And I never really thinking, oh, she probably had been drinking or anything like that or um, or maybe she's detoxing or anything. But looking back now, I'm like, oh, mom was sick, literally, because mm-hmm. she had either been drinking the day before or she was detoxing. And so your mom was the one that missed out on everything, Mm -hmm. essentially. You know, you still got to enjoy it, which is wonderful. Um, How do you think your grandmother coped with it? Um, The best that she knew how. Back then, addiction wasn't talked about, and it was swept under the rug. Um, Literally, nobody talked about it. Um, We really didn't talk about it as a family until my mom lost custody of my brother and I. And my grandma stepped in um, to be, you know, take my mom's spot. In a lot of ways, um, she would have us over for the weekends. My mom was supposed to get us mm-hmm. and some of those fell on holidays. And she just made sure she could make it as normal for us as she could. So she stepped into that mom role. So she was protecting you guys, mm-hmm. the kids, the grandkids. Do you think she lost out on some things? The relationship with her daughter mm-hmm. being being only grandma to us. She mm-hmm. had to step into that role as mom not only to her daughter, but, you know, to us as well. So she well. couldn't do that fun grandma, like what a normal, grand, I would say normal grandparent yeah. might do. Right. So she lost out on that opportunity in a mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Okay. But she made it as normal as possible. Like I didn't think, didn't know anything different. Yeah. And I knew she loved us and she took care of us and stepped in um, when my mom couldn't. Yeah. Very good. So you grew up in an alcoholic home and you're, Parents got divorced. You're between homes. Um, your grandmother helped step in mm-hmm. and fill in that gap. It sounds like um, when you're supposed to be with mom. Do you remember your first holiday with your dad? When so, mom, my dad got custody of my brother and I. He spoiled us rotten. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was stuff that we got that we didn't even ask for, wow. and he just wanted to. Because I, like I said, I don't remember the gifts my mom got me if she got. Mm -hmm. any. I don't know if I just blocked that out or, um, but I remember that first Christmas, my dad had us full time and he made sure to make, make us feel like we were safe, even like by gifts. Mm -hmm. Not that that was probably the best way to do it, but that's, well, that's what he knew. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what we say. Like we only know what we know. Right. And so he sounded like he was trying to Make sure, again, you guys were okay. Yeah. And so many times I think we do that, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make sure everybody else is okay. And, you know, your grandmother was making sure everybody was okay. Your dad was trying to make sure everyone was okay. Mm-hmm. But we forget to make sure we're okay. Yeah. In it. And so we're going to get to that here in a little bit. But now I want you to shift. You got married. We've heard that story mm-hmm. with you and Scott. Um, and he started drinking. He's in recovery today from alcohol. Mm-hmm. So how do you remember the holidays with him, maybe in his active addiction? Um, it was an excuse to drink. It okay. was always, oh, hey, we're going to this. We're hanging out with these people. It's okay. I can drink. And 
looking back, I'm like, oh, that was bad. Like, I didn't like those times. It was very stressful, very like anxiety. Like, were you resentful through it all? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Looking (laughs) back, like, I mean, I remember one holiday specifically that we, you and I were talking about before we hopped on. Um, I had just had our last baby. Um, Mm -hmm. she was born December 29th and we literally left the hospital on, um, New Year's Eve. Wow. And we spent every New Year's Eve with our friends. And what okay. do you do on New Year's Eve? You drink. You drink. <laughs> well, I wanted to go home and rest. I just had a baby. Yeah. And you need it. Your body needed yeah. you too. Um, and all my friends were like, oh, you're not coming. Well, no, my husband made sure we went mm. so he could have an excuse to drink. Mm. And I couldn't drive. I just had a baby. Like, yeah. And so it was... Like we tried to make fun of it then, like in the moment and like mm-hmm. joke about it. But then, you know, because it was in the middle of his active addiction when we were still kind of in denial about it. But then after, you know, we came to the realization, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just how like selfish they can they can be in mm-hmm. their addiction and me not having boundaries. Yeah, and, absolutely. And we were talking a little bit yesterday, too, about this. Um, just you and I, you know, thinking back through on the holidays and. You said something, you talked about how this was a time where your husband would relapse a lot Mm -hmm. and a lot of triggers. So how did you get through those relapses? Maybe both in a healthy way and unhealthy ways. In an unhealthy way, I would put boundaries in place that weren't, you know, because you can have good boundaries and Mm -hmm. you can have bad boundaries. And it was always, oh, this boundaries in place and then not doing anything when he would cross the boundary, being okay with it and just being like, oh, that's how he is. That's how, Mm -hmm. who he is, um, in his addiction. Um, but now putting those boundaries in place to protect myself before it was quote unquote, to protect Mm -hmm. him thinking I was protecting him. Um, and now it's to protect myself and my sanity and all of those things. Cause like Chris Thanksgiving is really triggering for me because we used to travel a lot to go see his family and, um, they drink. Mm. and that would be an opportunity for him to have a big another bender. excuse yeah. right yeah yeah bender a reason excuse to drink and in the years that he's been in recovery we talk about things before we travel mm. and if this happens um so you have a plan leave. going yeah in. okay tell yeah. us a little bit about that plan um well because his family also um does the miracle marijuana marijuana mm-hmm. and stuff and I don't want my kids around that. And so when we go up there, we no longer stay with them. Okay. We stay in an Airbnb. So if it gets to, if they, they leave the room, but if it gets too and like it smoky mm-hmm. in the house, I'm like, we're going to leave. Um, so you have a safe place. Yes. You have a plan going in it. If this were to happen, I know I can be safe mm-hmm. and we will be okay. We will just leave and go back to the Airbnb. Yeah. They can continue to do that. But for us, we will leave. So yes. you have that plan in place. Yeah. And there's family members that don't respect me as his wife mm-hmm. and it's a place for me to go. Like mm-hmm. if um, certain family members start crossing boundaries, how they talk to me, how, mm-hmm. if they have zero respect for me, um, the place that we've rented out, that's our place. They're not allowed to yeah, come over there. It's your, for your little family, right? Absolutely. And so let's talk a little bit more about boundaries. And I think that's important as we approach the holidays Mm -hmm. is we have to remember 
that just because it's Christmas or just because it's Christmas Eve and we've always done it this way or we've always, this is the tradition. I'm a big tradition mm-hmm. person. I mean, ask my family and my, my girls are getting that way too. Yes. You know, but I have to remember like, just because it's Christmas doesn't mean my boundary goes away. Right. Just because it's their birthday or my birthday, my birthdays are the holidays too. And it's like, that doesn't mean my boundaries loosen. Right. Sometimes that means our boundaries might need to tighten up even mm-hmm. a little bit more. And to remember and those boundaries as we approach the holidays. And again, you said it very, it's to protect you. Mm-hmm. It's not to manipulate or control the other people around you. Right, right. You're talking about leaving the house. That's your boundary. Mm-hmm. You're not controlling them, making them stop, but you are protecting yourself in your, you know, sanity, in your well-being, in your mental health. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to keep saying this throughout this podcast. You deserve to enjoy your holiday yes. too. You deserve to enjoy your family, your kids. And I mean, your oldest is in college mm-hmm. and you're, you know, they're, I mean, I only have three and a half years left with, you know, my oldest, which, you know, I don't want to not enjoy this time right? because it's going to go by quick. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so having those boundaries and mm-hmm. knowing that it might look different than in the past, oh, right? Yeah. And that we have to also maybe communicate those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that you and your husband talked about it mm-hmm. before. This is what I feel comfortable with. You know, I think that's important, especially if it's a husband and wife, no matter if it's the husband in recovery or the wife in recovery, or it's the mom and dad mm-hmm. to be on the same page with the boundaries yeah. and to make sure you have those in place prior, not, oh, 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 like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to, this is what it's going to be. But also if your loved one's in it's sober or in recovery. I want to talk about this at the end, but also to respect their boundaries. Yes. You know, um, they might be like, I can only be there for two years. Well, or not two years, two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, let's respect that. Yeah. They are, they have most likely talked it through with their sponsor or counselor or someone. And maybe if they're in sober living, their house manager. So we need to respect that and not guilt trip them. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't you just stay for another hour? No, they've said that. Let's be respectful. Mm-hmm. Right. And also be respectful to the other family members. I know this is hard. And especially when someone, we have a finding hope member. I'm not going to mention their name, but mm-hmm. you probably know who I'm talking about where their loved one has been sober like six, seven years, but their sister still doesn't want to be with them on the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard for that mom, mm-hmm. but she has learned to respect that boundary and it just makes it a more enjoyable time for mm-hmm. everybody. It's not always easy and right. it's going to look different and we've got to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to respect other people's boundaries yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. And so another thing I want to talk about is expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, expectations, I always say expectation, when we have expectation, unrealistic expectations lead us to realistic disappointments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. Unrealistic expectations can lead us to realistic disappointments. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? That means that before when I was making my boundaries, they Mm -hmm. were to keep him sober or to keep him from not drinking. That's not going to keep him Mm -hmm. from drinking. So when he does it, I'm going to get disappointed because I have unrealistic 
expectations on him. Now we talk about the boundaries mm-hmm. and talk about the consequences if the boundaries are not respected. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, yes, he has to respect them or consequences happen. Um, we talk about them. They're not, if we need to change it a little bit or what season we're in and our like, He's been sober over a year now and not that we change it like mm-hmm. completely, but it's, I talk to him about them. And I think that's the big key is communication Yeah, because sometimes we might expect something, but we don't ever communicate it with the other 100%. person. It might be, you know, we're going to have, you know, what we're going to eat for dinner or what to, you know, just the little things or this year we're going to try something new, uh, you know, and so it's making sure you're communicating that mm-hmm. to whoever this is for life, not just with, oh, yeah. you know, addicted loved ones that so many times, you know, you might expect this beautiful dinner, this beautiful um, you know, maybe you want to do gingerbread houses and it, you know, like you have this expectation and then nobody wants to do it. Kids are angry, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it just goes spirals out of control and then you're mad. And so like making sure we are communicating those expectations with other people. And some, a lot of times when we have those unrealistic expectation, it causes more stress on us, Yeah, causes more anxiety, um, anger and build up that resentment towards Mm -hmm. others. And so what I would say, and if you know to those listening is what are your expectations are they really realistic this year if they are have you communicated them you know I think Mm -hmm. that goes back like or are they really mm, not really realistic so maybe I need to reevaluate that yeah so another thing is control you know when it comes Mm -hmm. to the holidays um a lot of times you know, when life is out of control, chaos is going around us, we sometimes just think we can still control it. We Mm -hmm. work harder and harder. We're going to fix it. We're going to do this. We're going to control this. We're going to make sure everything's perfect and all that, you know? Um, But we can't control, especially the holidays, especially when all these families come in, different dynamics Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, we just can't control that. Right. And so, you know, we have to let go of that control. You know, it's one of those like, okay, it's going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a control person. And Mm -hmm. so I get it. It's hard. And you know, one of the things I had to let go of control of is my Christmas tree. I know that sounds silly. (laughs) I'm not there yet, (laughs) (laughs) but I did like, you know, my kids love decorating the tree. Mm -hmm. They love doing it. They, you know, we, we decorated it before Thanksgiving. I know people, people, some people are Thanksgiving after we do it before. (laughs) Um, and, but I have to just let go and let them do it. And they're building their own memories and, you know, it might not be how I want it or anything, but in the end, it's those memories that we're making. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that we can't control our loved ones right coming what if they're coming and you don't have a boundary if they coming intoxicated or under the influence we don't have control what they're right. going to say or what they're going to do mm-hmm. we don't have control if they say they're going to come sober this time i'm going to come sober and they show up drunk mm-hmm. or they show up sober and then maybe they go to the bathroom or go to their car for a while we don't have control of that mm-hmm. and so you know, a lot of times, sometimes we have to just go back to that serenity prayer that we've, mm-hmm. you know, Jessica was on one of our beginning for, um, podcasts that mm-hmm. we did and letting go of control. What is in my control? Mm-hmm. 
What can I control in this situation? What can I control this holiday? What can I not? Mm -hmm. I can't control how the kids are going to behave. I can't control, you know, some of the other details. And so I have to remember that um, over the season, I can only control myself. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on that? Um, like you, you mentioned, if, mm-hmm. so, if they say, Hey, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be sober and you have that boundary of they're not allowed there, you have to stick, even though it's the holidays, you have to stick to it. It's yeah. really hard. Um, but you can't, like you said, you can't control how they're going to behave. Yeah. Um, I had my first time ever doing that was with my mom and I didn't mm-hmm. even realize <laughs> I created that boundary with her um, and it was, you know, not too long before she passed away that she showed up to my house to go to an event with me for Mm -hmm. a holiday. It was for Mother's Day and she was heavily intoxicated and I had to tell her to leave. Yeah. And that's hard. It's hard to say you cannot go with me. You're not, you're drunk. Like you can't attend. And I think there's two sides to that. I'm glad you mentioned that because- it's one of those, do I want to say anything and ruin this day? Mm-hmm. But the whole time you're going to probably, most likely if they came with you, if your mom came with you, you would have been stressed. Is she going to say something stupid? Oh, yeah. Is she going to act crazy? Is she going to be the jokester? Is she going to be the embarrassment? And I'm going to just be mortified. Mm-hmm. Or am I going to do the hard thing? Tell her she can't come and try my best to enjoy it with just my girls or my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's one of those like, it's, you sometimes have to do mm-hmm. the hard thing and it might not be on both sides. It might be hard, both outcomes yeah. of that. Right. Yeah. But where can you get your peace? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think about the verse, be still and know that I am God, mm-hmm. be still and know that I am God. Where can we have that peace? Sometimes we have to just be still and surrender that, mm-hmm. surrender that control in that sense. And keep those boundaries like you were saying and trust him in this Yeah, and trust him in this holiday season, Mm -hmm. this Christmas, New Year's, um, through this. Yeah. And so if you're struggling, if you're worried about it, my, the, my phone calls have increased. Mm -hmm. Um, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out after Thanksgiving, but as the holidays have approached getting closer I'm getting more and more phone calls, Mm -hmm. more and more inquiries. And so I know it's triggering Mm -hmm. and I'm so proud of those people who are reaching out to me absolutely because we need the support. We don't need to stop going to the meetings, right? Just because we need to go Christmas shopping or do this or do that. You're not going to enjoy the holidays. If you are so focused, you have to continue to get that support Mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. You're going to also have to figure out what can bring you joy. What mm-hmm. do I need to do this year to bring me joy? It's, it might look different, right? Right. It might be ringing the bell outside Hobby Lobbies for Salvation Army. Right. It might be um, doing an angel tree. It might be um, going watching some of your favorite holiday movies mm-hmm. in your pajamas. Do stuff that still brings you joy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like do things that you enjoy this holiday season. Might it look different? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be easy? No. Right. But looking back, you can remember the Christmas of 2023, New Year's, as this time is going to change. Mm-hmm. Today, nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And so this holiday season, we're going to have to shift. Mm-hmm. It might look different, and it will. 
be okay. So I have some notes here. Um, I interviewed some of our Hope is Alive residents and alumni, and I said, now that you are sober, what advice or tips would you want your family? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's on that side. And so I'm just going to read them. If you have any comments, feel free to jump in, Darcy. Love them where they are. Yes. And I think part of that is don't keep questioning them the whole time. Yes, 100%. Because if you're questioning them all the time, they're going to think you don't trust them. And yes, they've Mm -hmm. done things to 100% destroy that trust, but they're trying to earn it back and let them. So love them where they're at and allow them to try to gain that trust back. Another one we've already talked about a little bit is communicate with them. Mm -hmm. Ask them ask them what their boundaries are. Mm -hmm. So say, how can I even support you this holiday season? Maybe it might be a good way. How can I support you? That's good. Um, Not not the vice versa. How are you going to stay sober? Don't Mm -hmm. ask them how they're going to stay sober because that's between them and their sponsor and God. Your job is just to ask how you can support Mm -hmm. them in that. Ask them about their boundaries. What are ways I can help you to make sure you're feeling safe and confident? Mm. Um. And like we said, respect, someone said, respect their boundaries, even if you don't understand them. Yeah. Um, and don't bring up the past, Mm -hmm. you know, don't bring up, Oh, remember that one Christmas, you know, they might laugh about it, but they also might feel the shame and guilt from it too. Absolutely. So don't bring up the past, um, encourage and praise them for their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Tell them you're proud of them. Yes. Um, allow them to feel normal. So in that sense, don't make them feel like they have a target on their back. Right. Right. And um, during, you know, have those conversations. What would you have with your friends? You talk about the food. What's your favorite foods? What are you doing? What what fun movies or maybe books have you listened to or read? Um, you know, mm-hmm. I know people say keep politics out of holidays, <laughs> but maybe you're going to bring it up. I don't know. Um, um, so, and make them feel a part of the holiday. Yeah. Ask them to bring a dish, mm-hmm. you know, maybe say, or have them set the table or help the, ask if they can help with the dishes afterwards. It, you know, make yeah. them feel as normal and a part of the event. Um, so we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. and we've talked about kind of you growing up in the alcoholic home, your grandma protecting you, your dad protecting you. And then as you transitioned into, um, a spouse Mm -hmm. and, you know, my biggest prayer for everyone listening is that first of all, that we won't be focused on all the hustle Mm -hmm. and bustle that really this holiday season is about Jesus. Yes. And the birth and what that means for us. Mm-hmm. And if this year you can't be around family, then don't. Right. And it's okay. But to remember to be still in his presence and to remember and to meditate and pray through this season. Yeah. Because the season is a season of hope. Yes. The birth of Jesus. And then what's to come from that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to lean on that and give ourselves permission that it might not look the same, mm-hmm. but it yeah. will be okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts or tips that you might give people who are be- feeling anxious or about the upcoming holidays? Um, just trust that God's got you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to make it through it. Like you said, it may look different. We've had holidays that have looked different 
and it's okay. And there's been some of our best holidays because they look, even though they look different, they were the best time our kids have had because it was just us. Yeah. And it's okay Mm -hmm. um, to have those boundaries and just enjoy your time together, whatever it looks like. Yeah. And so I like to leave our listeners with a challenge, right, Darcy? Yes, absolutely. And so my first challenge for you guys, if you're listening, is don't forfeit your own feelings and desires this holiday season. You matter too. Don't be doing that people pleasing the whole time. Remember your feelings and desires this holiday season matter too. Mm -hmm. And my other challenge, Darcy, is be okay with change. Mm -hmm. Trying something new this year, trying doing something new that might bring you joy and also bring someone else joy this holiday season. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Darcy, for being a part of it. If you need support during this holiday time or just support in general, you can learn more about Finding Hope at findinghope.today. But before you go, we'd love for you guys to give us a five-star review, share this on social media, and subscribe to this hope-filled podcast. And don't forget, if you want to spread hope in 2024, please give to our end-of-the-year giving campaign. Thank you again for joining me, Amy LaRue, and special guest Darcy Stevens on this episode of Finding Hope. And remember, you are not alone. It's not your fault. And there is hope. This episode of the Finding Hope podcast was brought to you by Hope is Alive Ministries. To learn more about Hope is Alive, visit our website at hopeisalive.net. If you are in need of immediate assistance, don't wait. Call us now at 1-844-3-HOPE-NOW. That's 1-844-3-HOPE-NOW. To find out more about Finding Hope and how you can get involved in a meeting close to you, visit findinghope.today.